0: Welcome to No Church Answers, the weekly Christian podcast for men. We're not pastors, just regular guys looking to model positive Christian leadership in our work, families, church, and communities. Want to discover ways to apply scripture effectively in everyday life? Tired of the pat answers in Sunday school? Then settle in for a gritty, authentic, and unexpectedly funny Christian podcast. And now, No Church Answers.
1: And welcome to No Church Answers, a Christian roundtable discussion for men. This is podcast number 276, Hard to Believe, and we're glad you're here. And where is here? Here is Sugar Land, Texas. So grab a globe, spin it around. Boom! Not sure where you ended up, but spin it around. Find Texas. Southeast side of Texas is Houston. Southwest side of Houston is Sugar Land, and that's where we're at. You know, we're not pastors. We're just regular guys. And each of us are on our own spiritual journey, meeting daily challenges just like you, And that's why we're here, and we're having this roundtable discussion for men, and we aren't taking any church answers, so we're glad that you've joined us. You know, this podcast has been called Authentic, Gritty, and Unexpectedly Funny, Uh, so make sure that you check it out. Our podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're on Facebook, YouTube, and at NoChurchAnswers.com, so you can rate our podcast and leave a review And without uh, your support, uh, this wouldn't be possible. So thanks so much. Merry Christmas. I just want to get that out there. And I want to, at this time, uh, introduce the Christmas panel that we have here. And I'm going to start out. He is a former world class policy writer, he is a current professional gambler. He's the show producer, Mr. Steve Ditch. Hey, yo. Merry Christmas, Steve. And he is kind of the group historian, and uh, he is a former prosecutor. He's an attorney, and he goes on cool trips. Uh, We call him the judge. They are cool.
2: It is. Very cool. Michael Cropper. (laughs) Oh my Mike. Mike.
1: And a big deal in the talent development uh, group. He is uh, basically an industrial strength teacher. But uh, we call him the professor, and as a matter of fact, he's basically going to take over this lesson. (laughs) Uh, It is Robert Koshu. Hey,
3: Robert. Feliz Navidad, everybody. Uh,
1: Yeah, and uh, my name is Bill Cox, and uh, basically, I do not a whole lot more than uh, take care of my uh, cancer patient wife, so right now, but Merry Christmas, everybody, and we're glad that uh, you're tuned in. And with that, I'm going to just go ahead and throw this uh, first to uh, Steve Titch.
0: Oh, well, um, it's time for our annual Christmas podcast.
1: And, yeah. yeah, something and, different. We do something different right. that you won't hear.
0: And uh, yeah, and this and, and and I know Robert's been chomping at the bit for our last <laughs> two years to do this, and he'll tell you this is his favorite Christmas verse. Well, so we're to do the last two. We're, right. gonna, <laughs> talk, to we're last gonna talk. We're gonna talk about. Uh, I'll, I'll just say it here, John, uh, chapter one. Uh, verses 1 through 4 and 14. And with that, I'm just going to turn it over to
3: Robert because he has really done the heavy lifting this week. Thank you, Steve. So I'm going to do this. Bill, But go ahead and buzz me. <laughs> because, yeah. because ironically, there will be a few more church answers in this one mm-hmm. than there have been in others. And, it, and it's mainly because of the scripture we chose. Mm-hmm. I mean, so, But I am going to tell you this. So we talk about exercising your faith muscle. We talk about developing your faith, and that part of being a man is really developing your faith, knowing what some people call your worldview, how you approach things, how you do things, and we talk about the way to do that is exercise your faith muscle, you know, through spiritual disciplines, prayer, Bible study, all those things that we talk a lot about, and a lot of it is you build a foundation that you can work from as you go through your life so that when you're looking at things, you're not trying to decide what's right. You kind of have a guidebook or a signpost to reference based on that. And what we will tell you is go listen to our last two Christmas podcasts, No Ordinary Joe Christmas 2020, episode 184, where we delved into the life of Joseph and how he approached the birth of Jesus and how really in reality he manned up in the most man-up way
1: ever. Stepdad.
3: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You know, number two, go listen to, did someone say road trip? <laughs> Christmas 2021, episode 234. And in that one, we really talked about the wise men and how they showed up, or the magi, or the oriental kings, whatever you want to call them. You know, we three kings of orient are those guys. And what it meant. And in that, we talked a lot about being called by God to do a really hard thing. You know, Joseph had a hard thing to do because he he could have wiped his hands of Mary and walked away. Could have had her stoned, actually. He didn't even give back the bride money, we think. So he did a hard thing. The wise men did hard things. They decided to make a very long and arduous journey. I mean, you know, this isn't the day of... Airplanes and interstate highways. You know, these guys rode camels to get to wherever they were going, or horses or donkeys or some mode of transport like that. Following what God says to do when the opposite seems to be right. The right thing for Joseph would have been, here's the money, Dad. Thank you, but no thank you. Don't know where she been, but it ain't been with me.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: you know. Or mm-hmm. you know the, the wise men that follow a star, conjunction, mm-hmm. whatever, however mm-hmm. you want to define it, they decide, hey, I'm going to head out. And then mm-hmm. lastly, we talked about how do religious people sometimes get it so wrong? So the wise men show up to Herod. Herod goes, Chief Priest, come here. Where's the Messiah going to be born at? <laughs> and he goes through that whole thing. So this year... We're going to go down a little different path, as, as Bill alluded to and Steve did as well. Um, to do the things that people decided to do, you had to have faith. And faith is grounded, that faith that they're talking about and the faith that we have is grounded in one event. The event defines Christmas, defines Easter, and it defines the entire Christian faith. Everything we do is because of this one event. And it's the incarnation. And I'm going to start out, instead of John, I'm going to start out with Hebrews, Hebrews 1 1 through 2. In the past, God spoke to our ancestors through the prophets at many times and in various ways. But in these last days, He has spoken to us by His Son, whom He appointed heir of all things, and through whom also He made the universe. And so that's kind of the setup. So, Bill.
1: Um, how awesome. Uh, Michael Cropper, I'm going to let you follow that.
2: Well, okay. <laughs> Merry Christmas. <laughs> My introduction has to do with what Robert said, and that's simply talk about what Christmas means yeah, to Yeah, you. And, and, and that Not was something we were going to talk was about. That with, okay? What does but it I, mean I to us? I, I will go back to this. Uh the, the text, folks, that we're going to look at is John 1.1. 1, 1. Uh, I don't know if Robert mentioned that or not. And in and it says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and by him all things were created. Folks, that has been a fascination or a mystery to me. Uh, I, I read that and I say, wow, we never really go in depth to that. It's always one of those things you put off on the back burner, right? And say, God was here. God was actually here, but... More important, folks, you got to understand who, in fact, is God. Before you say mm-hmm. God was with us and He was created in the flesh and He was born and born through Mary, who is God? And 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 we mentioned a few times we go on it, but God was the creator of the universe. He is the creator, therefore, of the earth, which is minute compared to the universe, and that means He created all the composition of this universe and the earth itself. And, folks, what do we know about? The more we learn knowledge, the more fascinating it gets. Uh, we talked about astronomy when Robert mentioned the uh, the Magi and and what road trip is this. We talked about the Magi and the fact that they looked at stars and they were probably Chaldeans. They probably came from the time of Daniel, folks. But the fact is the alignment of the stars creates such a... a, a spectacular event that it pointed to the location where the Messiah, a divine king, would be born. And folks, I looked at, I was looking at things just out of curiosity from a biological point, and, and everything is made up of atoms. Our table is made up of atoms. You and I are made up of atoms. And the difference is, that the atoms can be aligned in molecules in such a way that they replicate themselves. And they can actually become sensitive. And, and you say, "What? don't go to sleep on me, Bill. I'm <laughs> watching you. <laughs> 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 the, the fact we'll is, uh, I, I, and, and when you threw this out, I wasn't going to mention this, but I thought, you know what? Why in the world, if God is omnipotent, omnipresent, omniscient, why in the world can't he speak the word and align the atoms in such a way? that they create a universe, or create a man. And what we're going to talk about is the birth of Jesus Christ. And in Genesis 1, God, we're told that God created man and woman, and he spoke life into them, right? He breathed the breath of life, right? Why in the world can he not speak life or plant a seed in Mary? Right, guys? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, this oh, is well, yeah, 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 you're, But you're, my dad made fun of this. Oh. My dad said she, was, she, she slept with somebody that's impossible for her to do that mm-hmm. no well no it's, it's not impossible it's, but anyway sorry bill you got me off on that I didn't well you to know what supposed to, I, 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 you but, just asked me and that was a mistake
1: <laughs> merry christmas everybody and if you thought we were gonna d- dive into why a candy cane is red and white no <laughs> <laughs> uh, so anyway, anyway, right just, right we go a little bit a little uh, bit different well, than that that's now. right um I'm going to go ahead and read the scripture. I was going to get that taken care of. Go ahead. Go ahead. And this is, uh, since Mike already read part of it, Mm -hmm. uh, this is John 1, 1 through 4 and 14. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. And 14, the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. And I just want to throw this out real quick. Um, And some of you uh, might know that, I have a bit of a construction background. And think about it this way. When you have to have a starting for something, like you have to have a foundation, typically if we're going to go up in the air very high, we go, we put pilings down into the bedrock. and And think about that once you go and then you build from there. But once you hit the bedrock... That is an assumption that is just rock. It is the bedrock, and it's kind of like what this was in the verse that Mike was alluding to. That is the base assumption, and then you build your faith from there, just kind of like a building. And the people that continually question the foundation and the base of something, they never get very high. Just doesn't happen. You can't build anything unless you're sure of the foundation. And with that, I'll s-
0: well, this sp- is it. bill this is the foundation. Um, and yes, and to speak to to Mike, yes, you, you Genesis comes to mind here because the in the beginning is a direct reference to the book of Genesis. On John's part, it is it is taking things back to the creation. Um, and, uh, in it is, is essentially saying this, the, the, the Messiah, the messianic Christ existed even then. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and to take it back to where, where, where I know where I think Robert wants to go with this and you kind of started off by saying, Hey, you might go to a few church answers. Uh, I, I think we're going to go to some church answers or church statements that need to be said because, because I'm going to begin by, by giving a, a shout out to our, uh, Uh, Our our church up in uh, Prestonwood Baptist Church in Plano, Texas, Ah, near Dallas. I've heard this Um, story. And I, I just have a kind word to say to them. Nobody, nobody asked the question, what would a Christmas pageant be like if it were produced by Caesar's Palace in Las Vegas? You may have read about this. They've got not only a choir and an orchestra, I think hundreds of people, a high wire act, all sorts of, it looks like um, probably, you know, five figures were spent on this. And I can understand they're doing it in, in, you know, in praise of the season, but come on. Excess is a problem of this world, and this is excess but to take it back to here this verse here in John is everything stripped out everything i mean not just you know the this christmas pageant but you know we, we forget forget about the nativity forget about the camels forget about the magi forget about the room no room at the inn all of that and it's taken down to precisely what happened yep. on that very first christmas day and that was uh, true divine intervention. Well, it, and, and this is, these are, some say these are some of the most important verses in the Bible. Oh,
3: I, I think they are. And and it's not just, it's not just a divine intervention. It's more than that. Because it's literally God himself deciding, hey, I, I said, let there be light and there was light. And I said, let there be water and there was water and I basically said create a man and then breathed on him and life began and then I grabbed one of his ribs and (laughs) waved a hand on (laughs) it and a woman was made boy
2: was that funny
3: yeah Yeah. nice yeah but but he he did (laughs) all of that and he stripped down and said guess what there's only one way that I can fix this okay The only way I can fix this rebellion, and and I want you to think about this. The only way I can fix this rebellion against me to save people, which is what it does, is for me to strip all that away, go into a woman and gestate as a fetus, by the way, gestate as a fetus, with all that that means, be born, not born and then You know some of these other miracle, funky TV shows we've seen where the baby's born and three days later he's running around as a twenty-year-old, but be born and live a baby's life. He he gives up the life of God with all that that entails and the power and everything else, and he lives as a human being. With all that, it we read about him being thirsty. We read about him being tired we read about prior to the crucifixion his his stress becomes so stressful that he sweats drops of blood that is a physical medical condition that you can have if you're under intense stress you know that to me is the ultimate passage and, and that's why i've always felt this is like this is as you said steve this is christmas stripped down well
1: i i think though that we all basically get there in reverse because god to me i mean easter is the super bowl of christianity that's the whole reason for me being a christian and then it's through this other investigation then we also find that this was a, he, he had a miraculous birth too so it's almost like I mean, let me put it in a human terms I liked Pat Tillman. I thought Pat Tillman was awesome and a a hero, okay? So I really like what he did at the end. But I'm only curious about his beginning and maybe some of the things that he did that would give you an idea of what he was and what he would ultimately do. Same way as like on a farm, we raised, we raised animals, and we showed at the fairs certain ones. And there's some animals that were just awesome. They were meant to be showed. They were, they were just different. And I think the thing about it is that is the point as far as Christmas is supposed to mean to us, to step back and look at what is different
0: exactly it's it's appreciating this i think i think the tendency i know growing up catholic was to kind of put jesus in a special class by himself and i and i don't necessarily mean that in a in a in an irreverent way but that he was he was somehow human but more than human he was like he was I had a nun who told me when Jesus was a baby he knew exactly everything. he he knew he was going to he knew everything. He had the mind of a 30-year-old. That that cannot be true. I don't buy I don't, that.
1: I don't either. I don't yeah, buy
0: that. No. We having you know he yeah. he was a baby, no. he grew up, he grew, and, and and we don't know. I mean the, the we don't know we we have, we only know through indirectly like because others say it about him that he was a carpenter's apprentice. He was probably his father's apprentice, but he got you know, he got dirty. He got under his nails, I'm going to come out and say it. He peed and pooped, like us. <laughs> there, I mean, it's it, he was a human being, Swaddled and that clothes was
3: were there for a reason.
0: But <laughs> that's what that's what everything was. That's that's what the whole point is. That and and in in some some like like the the Muslim religion, Islam cannot abide this idea of the great God, um, which which they 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 probably perceive. God the Father very much like we do Coming down and putting his holy feet On the dirt Which is right. the dirt of earth But that's the miracle <laughs>
2: right? That's it, the
0: miracle <laughs>
2: It is possible that who knew who he was Very early in his birth We, we read that John the Baptist His forerunner mm-hmm. Was anointed by the Holy Spirit In his mother's mm-hmm. womb And recognized Jesus When he came in inside of Mary Mm-hmm. Right before he was right. born. He'd left so yes, him. I I think mm-hmm. absolutely he grew up as a normal child. I, I, he was
0: precocious. We know he was down at twelve, you know, having yes, conversations exactly. with the with the else. So so, so we know he was a so, bit mm-hmm. precocious and 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 studied religion well. So so, so we, he, we have he, that. He,
2: I think he knew at an early age what he was supposed to do, and was he tempted to to disobey his parents? Absolutely, mm-hmm. but he didn't. Mm-hmm. He he. For whatever reason, he had enough self-control to obey him and not sin. And I see Bill raising his hand over at the other day. Well, that's right, because
1: we're getting ready to take the break. Merry Christmas. This is podcast number 276. We'll be right back. Hi, I'm Bill Cox, director of MANA Spiritual Oasis for Men. We hope you enjoy our show as much as we enjoy doing it. But our ministry needs your support if we are to continue to bring our TV show, our podcast, our live shows to men seeking spiritual refreshment. For as little as $5 a month, you can become a patron of Man Up Spiritual Oasis. Get more details at our page on patreon.com. If you would like to support us directly, you can make a contribution through PayPal at donate at manupmedia.org. All contributions are tax deductible. We're not pastors. Just regular guys. So whether you're successful or struggling, we hope to bring you the good news of God's saving grace as we share our own spiritual journeys. Please consider supporting Man Up and No Church Answers today. And welcome back, everybody. This is No Church Answers. And we are talking about Word Made Flesh. I agree with Steve i agree that yes jesus he was a child and he probably had to become aware of who he was and the power and the authority and the wisdom that that he had but think about it this way um Say you were kind of like a, not necessarily a dumb kid, but kind of like me, um, kind of like a middle-of-the-road kid. You knew who the smart kids were, and you knew who the the kids that were just special were. Now, did those, I, the real question, though, is this. Were they really consistent with it? If they're just plain old humans like me absolutely not and I think that's comes the question that we're talking about now
2: Steve are you, were you, I didn't want, okay Steve brought up a great point folks and that's simply why is Christ the only way or why is Jesus the only way how is Christianity different from other religions and one of those is his virgin birth or the miraculous birth, right guys? Absolutely. But since you brought it up, if you don't mind, I'm gonna mention a couple other things. Uh, and, and, and Bill brought up a very, very strong point that's one of these points and why Christianity differs from other religions. Uh, Jesus, there is an empty tomb today. There is not an empty tomb for Mohammed. He's still there, his remains are still where he is and all the other prophets or all the other people, Joseph Smith, all of them have remains that are still living on earth. Jesus was born, he died for our sins and was placed in a grave and he was resurrected. So an empty tomb is a second reason. Uh, His birth was foretold 500 years before he was born through Isaiah the prophet. They said God himself would be born in a virgin. And he will be called Emmanuel, God with us. Okay, now is Christianity different from other religions and cultic practices? No, we have our we have our practices uh, similar. We have the baptism, we have the Eucharist, we have prayer and worship. But also central to our Christianity and our religious beliefs, it deeply mattered what we believed. Not only just because we did things that were right, but what we believed in our minds. And what Christ differentiated in our lives that you don't find in other religions is he said, attitude is important. It's one thing to be a good person Mm -hmm. and give money to the guy on the corner that's hungry. It's another thing to say, Lord, I'm doing it because... I love you, and you forgave me my sins, and you were good to me, and that's what you want me to do. So attitudes are very important. But anyway, just a couple points there. Since well, you brought that up, yeah. I, Steve, but I'll, I'll go because
0: I do want to raise this number before I kick it back to to Robert. Um, the the important important thing in this. And, and 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 this goes out because I, I, I we talk about who we like to reach. I like to reach people who may be, be familiar with the Bible or may have heard things about the Bible. This is one this is one important part of the Bible because it comes out and outright says Jesus is God. It identifies Jesus as God. It identifies Jesus as the incarnate God. Now you I've run into people for years, starting back in college. Oh, the Bible really doesn't say anything about that. It's just this interpretation or else this idea of well the church didn't decide Jesus was the was god until the 3rd or 4th century i'm looking at you father dominic crossan uh, but i'm glad you called you you pulled out oh, yeah. robert did the quote from hebrews uh-huh. which which i is is right there with the theology but in these last days he has spoken to us by his Son, whom he appointed heir of all things, through and through whom he also made the universe, which is right there in John 1. That John, that the Word was made flesh, but the Word was there at the creation of the universe and existed before the universe, uh, and was incarnate as Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And uh, likewise, you know, don't do oh, well, you know, John wrote this in AD 90, and we had all times, Hebrews dates from about A.D. sixty-five. You go to Corinthians, 2 Corinthians. I Which, had, a, that's had one a of the earliest quotes. By the way, one of the earliest. Go back to about A.D. fifty-five. Yep. Um, and uh, we have we have Paul saying that God was reconciling the world to Himself in Christ. In other words, God Himself initiated this plan. Jesus was not this nice guy. This prophet or this this good this you might say this fellow who was after like David who was after a God's heart a good philosopher or a a man who was blessed by God he was he was God himself and and you know it's that's that is through you know especially it's throughout John you get all the the I am verses but you have it right here as his lead you know right. this is this is the story about. A man who was the incarnate God, well, and, and, if he, and or about or about a God who made
3: himself man. That maybe and already. and and if you and if you subscribe to some of the writing beliefs, so the synoptic mm-hmm. Gospels came first, and the the two theories mm-hmm. there are there was a source that has been lost to history, sometimes mm-hmm. referred to as Q, mm-hmm. that Matthew, Mark, Luke all shared. Mm-hmm. Some people think Mark was early, so Matthew and Mark use them. John, if you read a little further, John talks about I wrote this gospel to kind of fill in the gaps. <laughs> and, and you have to think about it for a little bit that the disciples had to work the theology out about Jesus and who he was. Because he explained everything to them, but remember, these were fishermen. They, these were guys who worked with their hands who did stuff who weren't dumb by any stretch of the imagination, but weren't deep philosophical thinkers. They thought by doing things. And honestly, I think that's why Jesus chose them because <laughs> he needed people that would do things first. And he figures out, ah, we'll figure the theology part out later. You know, God had a plan. I'll get Paul. He can, he can write the <laughs> theology afterwards. You know, but I need guys who are going to do the work first. And then we can... It, it's like in today's world... Part of the reason why we all have first world problems about worried about how we feel about everything is because we don't have to worry about where we're getting our next meal from. You know, by the time Paul is writing, they kind of sort of started figuring the theology part out. The first part was, I got to go get converts and make sure the, the movement stays alive. So I get guys that do work. And so I think that's one reason why you get it here is that John is, he's not correcting errors. He's filling in gaps. That he thinks things Mm -hmm. were left out.
2: So, why shouldn't we believe John and not think he's some delusional individual? He wrote Revelation, which is very confusing. And I'm just throwing that. No, I know no, oh. no, I like that.
3: Yeah. Darn it, darn it! Now we got to now we got to dig deep and ooh, think hard here. Why? Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, we've already answered part of this.
0: No, no, no. I, but I think that's a that's a question that yeah. arises. No, why? It does. Why, I mean, because this is this is it. I mean, I I don't, and and I, that's why. I, Said what I do because because I I don't brook so hard with people who choose not to believe than people who make up their own facts in the Bible and say the Bible says this when it doesn't right. <laughs> or the Bible doesn't right. say this when it does. So so we're dealing yes we're dealing with the idea of yeah is, we are we are saved by this this miracle which is kind of tough to understand but it does it does cap off a narrative of some two thousand or more years of this whole thing that was set in motion by God and it's it's um you can you can kind of answer it obliquely by by with another question is how why did it take why did it take off so quickly why why you know in a, in a kind of a and every and I'm not every generation thinks it's the most modern <laughs> which why, <laughs> everything's why, no. everything they, they got every every era, me, thing, they thought, the Romans thought they were You know, ahead of the Greeks, we we got it all settled down. We we conquered the world. We we got we got networks reaching all over the world. We've we've settled everything. We know how to we know how to run things. Uh, We're awesome, and they're awesome. So, uh, yet yet here comes this you know thing out of the provinces. Uh, which um, the
3: backwater province of of uh, Philistines. Um, and and
0: I and I and I'll, I'll give, and I'm I not, it I'm, not hard, I'm, yeah. I'm not hard, I'm I'm not going to be as harsh as some people are because there was there was it was a trade center, wasn't <laughs> it wasn't Rome, it but it was it, there was in it was situated
3: in a place where word could spread out from,
0: mm-hmm. um, which it which it did, uh, but it, nonetheless
3: it was on it was on the uh, what's the word they use now for it the Levant, yes, and the oh Levant my. is a. Connection between mm-hmm. Asia Minor and mm-hmm. Africa and Egypt. And there's mm-hmm. definitely things there. So that's where... It, it was on the trade routes. There, there's mm-hmm. no two ways about it. And Caesarea, which was one of the big ports, mm-hmm. is darn close to Jerusalem. Matter of fact... Paul sails from Caesarea many times during his mission. Mm-hmm. It's
0: really, yep. They're they're yeah. they their IAH of <laughs> yeah. um, and, and, the, and 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 actually historians credit the road network that the Romans mm-hmm. built as as one of the way I mean, Paul got around on foot, no question about that. But I, I I'm going off in a in a in a, in, a, in, a, in, a in, in 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 the wrong direction. I want to bring it back to this idea of this uh, this incarnation miracle. Uh, and really that's but that's that's the that's the essential belief there, though, Mike. I mean, you can take it or leave it. I, I'm going to put it both. And, and but if you choose to if you choose to take it, it can't help but change your life. You can't you can't help but see
2: things in a whole different way, right? Yeah, oh, I agree. Um, well, well, confirmed it with all these things he did. Mm-hmm. That's the whole point. His well, birth was just yeah, the mm-hmm. beginning of it, like you guys said. Mm-hmm. And uh, Robert said when he was sending us format and things to read about this, his birth was just the beginning of it. He confirmed who he was by the miracles he did, mm-hmm. signs and wonders that only, only, only someone could God, from God could do. Now the magicians in Egypt could imitate mm-hmm. it, but gods were more powerful and they were more, more. Uh, I guess marvelous. Number one. Then again, once again, we said, and Bill again brought this up: Jesus died, and then he was resurrected, and that's what confirms all of it. That's what confirms the birth, being him, him being a deity, and he himself said, "I am, I am life. I am the resurrection and life," which again, and he confirmed this by so many ways in in how he lived. I think
1: the the thing about it is that the vast majority of human beings. <clears throat> and in, and men in particular, need something to look up to, need something to revere, uh, need something to cherish. And the thing about uh, the Christian life for me in particular is uh, as I've grown, uh, my faith has deepened. It's not that it's made my life necessarily any easier, and certainly what I'm going through now. I mean, that's testimony of that. But it has changed the way how I look at things. And so I caution people. uh, You know, there's people, well, I was going to think about being a Christian, but I was worried about how it was going to change me. (laughs) Okay, good. <laughs> Well, then you're probably not ready, you know.
3: <laughs> well, and, and, and it's one of those, I look upon it, if the incarnation is true, and it follows up with the work on the cross and the resurrection, then it he becomes the most countercultural thing ever. And, and think about, you know, we've got the incarnation, so how does that impact when Jesus stands on the Sermon on the Mount and starts out with blessed? Oh, yeah. You know, blessed are the poor. Yeah, you
1: go, you go backwards. That's exactly it. Yeah. You, go, you go backwards and say, you know what? He probably knew what he was talking about. This is probably something that I should pay attention to.
0: <laughs> well, you're seeing God's order on this. This is, yeah. this, is what, this is what makes the difference between Confucius or Muhammad or uh, any other religion revealed word is that the bible attributes all this to jesus who john and the other apostles claim through faith is god himself so where does that put when 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 jesus says blessed are the poor for they will be sons of god inherit, the inherit king, they kingdom will inherit, of inherit kingdom the kingdom of heaven okay yep. oh then that just simply doesn't become a nice little metaphor oh you know Justice will prevail. It basically you have to look at that and say, well, God is saying that. What does what does when that comes from the Word of God, what does, what does that mean? And also, what does that tell you about God? And we have and, and and a lot of Christians even, but let's say a lot of, there's always a lot of discussion about the Old Testament, about, you know. Genocides going on. God, God ordering the Israelites to kill everybody, and it's he sounds like a pretty ruthless, angry God. And again, we get the Old Testament still distilled through men largely who grew up in a warrior culture, uh, where kind warrior, of the strongest warrior, guy warrior wins. Culture. And and so uh, let's let's look. You know, they they had to filter that, and now we get we we get a time where actually there is more recorded history so there's more reason to believe the gospels are fairly accurate recording and reporting because other historians were doing the same things at the same time uh we, we there there a little and we have fragments we 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 have more we have more providence of documentation um but but the archeologically uh, archeological side we get we get things that we have to if we if we accept the bible what it is we have to say look at look at what who our god is and that's that's what you know that's why when you look in the holy book you want to tremble like the song because you know he's he's there saying hey you know the the guys the guys who are on the top in this world aren't going to be on top in the next and and you, you go, and I brought this up we, we in, last, in our own ABF. The Christians, we talked a little, I think we talked about this week, the Christians of, of the time did not go out and foment revolution. Yet this message scared, I'll say, scared the hell out of every powerful tyrant in, who had earthly power, and they really wanted to shut these guys up. Not because they were, yeah. Some cases they were they were not honoring the emperor as God, but because they were they were they were saying that they they were doing worse than than challenging the emperor. They were telling people in power, in the great long run, you don't amount to a hill of beans. (laughs) That's and that you know (laughs) you you don't would you go in and say that to your own boss? You know, the guy who's running your department? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He'll show you. <laughs> he'll show you how much he means. <laughs> um, but I again so so yeah. It it really um, that maybe that's what we've got to appropriate for this holiday season. Remember what we're celebrating. We're celebrating the the, the great the great as I said, the great intervention, the great invasion of this world by a God who is, you know, truly loves us and true, is true justice. And, you know, in some cases we should celebrate, but, yeah, we should be,
3: we should appreciate what there, that means. There, there's a bit of awe mm-hmm. that needs to occur. If, if you try to go back to when you were a kid and your parents took you out and you saw all the lights mm-hmm. and, it was, and you kind of had an mm-hmm. awe moment,
2: mm-hmm.
3: we really should live every Christmas in that awe moment, mm-hmm. not because of the lights and the trees and, hey, I like my lights and trees and my blow-up things in my yard and all that. We should be in awe that the God of the universe chose to intervene in human history as a baby.
1: And you think about it. When you go out and you look at a majestic oak tree and think of the strength and what it represents and then bend down and pick up an acorn, that's Christmas. (laughs) The acorn... Is the Christmas that created the gigantic oak, uh, and with that, we're going to go ahead and go around the room, and uh, we got uh, what some more Christmas stuff,
3: Professor. Professor, yeah, you know, it, it's, it's you know, think about some kind of how do how do we make Christ the center of our Christmas would be, kind of be my thing mm-hmm. you know kind of wrap up with that as we head towards the end you know how how do we really make him the truth because because the problem is with the world and we have talked about this and first of all anybody that believes the stupid freaking car commercials where somebody goes out and buys their wife or husband <laughs> a car or, without checking with them first go unless you no, are unless you right. have six figures behind your name right you're an the, the, idiot
1: the dog comes up with, uh, what, like a, a ring or something, yeah, you know, yeah. a couple thousand that, that's dollars. That's legit. That's legit. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And then go, hey, look at this. And then here comes the $70,000 four-wheel drive coming oh, out of the And I guarantee you that's bang. how
3: much that truck is. I've tr- trust oh, really? me, I oh, priced Yeah,
1: whatever. Whatever. You know what doesn't mean it. That doesn't Because
3: if, if you watch TV and if you pay attention... It's all about Amazon. It's all about the card you're buying. Or the expensive jewelry, by the way. If you're getting engaged, guys, don't chintz on the ring. Go ahead and do it. You know, do those things. But it's not about that. You know, that, and and I think that, to me, I I don't know about anybody else, but, you know, I, I laughed somewhere before Thanksgiving. There was a turkey. Somebody put on social media turkey holding a sign with the deflated santa sitting next to it and the sign said wait your turn fat boy <laughs> and 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 it, you know honestly my office i walked out of my office hollow on halloween day and as i was walking down the lobby there were the christmas tree was up and i was like oh come on you know it's halloween and in houston it's 85 degrees still <laughs> but but the world will tell you that christmas is all about what you buy what you get you know the great the great light flight or mm-hmm. light fight can't say that right you know who can decorate the house the best you know who can do the who who can do the six wired figures on their during their christmas patching mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know and that's not what christmas is and I, and i think getting back to that simplistic thing is what we need to do and I would tell people you know first of all build some family traditions and we could talk mine one of my family traditions is don't judge me we go out and eat Chinese food after Christmas Eve service and the, the reason we do it is because when back in the day Bill you remember mm-hmm. this we used to have two services and my yeah. family always came to the second one because we were working we right. couldn't always get off Christmas Eve and when we left that second service Nothing else was open okay. except the Chinese buffet. Yeah. We went twice, and after you do anything twice like that, it's, that a tradition. Is, it's tradition. And so, okay, The, I think we've been going since my oldest son was in seventh grade, and he's, at, he's 30 now, or 31. <laughs> so we've been doing it for a few years, but it, but it really is find something like that. You know, that's a dumb tradition, don't get me wrong but find something like that for your family that how you celebrate the holiday find something you know that's simple you know it doesn't sound simple but it is it we go to church we come here we do our, our christmas celebration and then we drop in on a chinese, chinese buffet find I'm something go simple. taco bell uh, hey taco uh, bell is good man <laughs>
1: right michael cropper
2: yeah um, the miracle birth is as i mentioned earlier folks there's a what completes it so much is is, as jill again bill mentioned this uh well first of all jesus lived a perfect life he he healed people he came here to teach god's love period somehow or another rules and legalistic society work themselves into the life of all the people at that time into the Jewish people. They were told they were God's people and they believed when they had the laws and oracles of God given to them that their their main purpose to exist was to follow God's rules at any cost. And that's the same as any other religion, folks. Any other religion says that you earn your way into heaven by doing good works. Okay, Jesus came to tell us that if you believe in me, if you have faith in me, you will get into heaven. And if you believe that I came to, to bring eternal life, you will get into heaven. Works were not required. Steve and uh, Robert went into a podcast on this where they, in fact, <laughs> argued about works being required to get into heaven. But Paul says, no, it's by faith you've been saved, through grace, and not of itself. It's not by works, but by the mercy of God. And I got those words out of it. <laughs> but Anyway, so Jesus confirmed who he was. He was the Son of God by the miracles he did. He died. His death was prophesied in the Scriptures. His birth was prophesied in the Scriptures 500 years before. He was going to be crucified. He was going to be resurrected from the dead which would confirm the power of God, which He was, and then above 500 people saw Him after He was resurrected. The empty tomb still speaks to this day that Jesus is alive. So what, once again, Christmas is a happy time of the year. It's happy because God introduces His Son to us. He is the link that restores our relationship to Him. Now we've made it a commercial, commercial event, folks. And, and yes, I do get stressed out sometimes buying a lot of gifts, buying food, preparing for Christmas Day. My kids come over, but as the guys have said so far, remember, for folks, keep in mind what it's all about and, it, and that it's to celebrate the reintroduction of God himself to our lives and to make us whole again and to make us new and righteous so as by one man Sin entered the world Adam So by one man Righteousness comes back into the world And that's through Jesus Christ Bill
1: Excellent uh, Take away from you Mr. Steve
0: yeah. I'd say uh, Sing Christmas carols And pay attention to the words you sing There's some pretty strong theology in, in all of them Uh God rest ye merry gentlemen, may nothing you dismay, remember Christ our Savior was born on Christmas Day to free us all from Satan's power when we had gone astray. Hark the herald angels sing, mildly he lays his glory by, born so man no more may die, born to save the sons of earth, born to give them second birth. It would be <clears throat> fun to talk you know, to your kids about this. They, they learn this. They love to sing. Uh, you know, when they start to get third, fourth, fifth grade, these words really are reflecting what, G- the, what Christmas is all about. If you've, got a, if, you've got a, if you've got a Sunday school class to teach uh, the youth or the kids, this is something to talk about. Uh, Little town of Bethlehem, in thy dark streets shineth the everlasting light. The hopes and fears of all the years are met in thee tonight, very much like the acorn, this little town the song sets up, but something very important is happening. And as for traditions, I I'm I'm the laid-back guy. I'm saying, yeah, I agree with me. do something simple. Uh I I grew up in a, you know, not in a big family, but my parents were my mother was from a big family, so Christmas traditions were elaborate. Somebody would host uh dinner for everybody, all the cousins. Uh, and, you know, when it was our turn, it was pretty stressful because everything had to be perfect. And, uh, you know, I, I grew up, put that, <laughs> put that away and enjoy the day. Don't stay, do things for love. Do things for your family for love. Buy the gifts out of love. Make a nice meal if you want or order out. But don't, don't stress you out trying, trying to make a perfect holiday for everybody uh, enjoy the holiday. It is literally, truthfully, a gift from God. Uh, don't uh, don't ruin it.
1: <laughs> and thanks so much for tuning in. You know, I just want to throw in a something um, that I hope that you enjoy about your journey of faith and being a Christian. And me, uh, I love the fact that uh, the stories are the same, but it's me that changes as I age and the circumstances of my life and and what the professor was talking about about the last couple of uh, Christmas podcasts we did you know um, I think about the magi they strongly believed in something that that they uh, took forth this journey that they didn't know what they were um, looking for and Joseph you know being dutiful uh, we come to the miracle birth And with the health situation of my wife, I can't help but to think that um, I could use a miracle. (laughs) I could use a new birth, um, and that's what I'm praying for this season. And I hope that you out there, uh, you continue to keep the reason for the season close by. And with that, thanks so much for tuning in. This is uh, No Church Answers, podcast number 276. I want to thank so much to all of our sponsors and supporters. And so on behalf of our producer, Mr. Steve Titch, Michael Cropper, Robert Koshu, my name is Bill Cox, and our podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. So please rate the podcast and leave a review. And if you have a question or comment, you can go to our Facebook page or NoChurchAnswers.com and post it there. If you're unable to attend a church, check out the Sugarland Baptist Church streaming service It's on Facebook, YouTube, sugarlandbaptist.org. It starts at Sundays at 9.45 a.m. And when you're ready, we encourage each and every one of you to join a local Bible-based church, Why Local, so you'll go and participate. And find a small group, adult Bible fellowship, or Sunday school class you can join for discussions like this. And find one that's meant only. And if there isn't one, start one. And don't accept any church answers. You've been listening to No Church
0: Answers, the weekly Christian podcast for men. Tell us what you think. Leave a comment or review. Want to know more about us? Then visit NoChurchAnswers.com and our Facebook page. Check out our video series on our YouTube channel. You can also become a patron of No Church Answers by visiting our Patreon page. No Church Answers is a production of Man Up
3: Spiritual Oasis Media, which is solely responsible for its content.